Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 29 of the Thistle Rugby Podcast, the only rugby podcast that cares about Scottish rugby. How are you guys doing? I'm David and we are back. And to my left is Matt. How are you, pal? Good, mate. Once again, I can't hack it when we've got a two-week break. I get a bit sad, but it's nice to be back. It is nice to be back and we have got a hell of a lot of stuff to talk about and bringing his weekly dose of negativity. Here he is, Alan. How are you, man? I'm all right. You all right? Bought a fridge. You bought a fridge. <laughs> Did <laughs> lovely. Real boring purchase. Fridge, Bad. fridge freezer. Yeah, of course. Not just getting a fridge. Bad thing to spend money though on, yeah. isn't it? And I had to pay thirty-five quid to get the door switch sides. So that's why I'm a bit sour. <laughs> 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 well, moving swiftly on. But thank you very much for bringing that little nugget of your personal life and your personal negativity to the pod. Um, Thanks again for joining us, guys. As Matt said, we've been off for a couple of weeks, but man, have we got a show for you today. Loads to catch up on. And you've been chatting to us lots and lots on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod um, and on the Instagram, Thistle underscore Rugby underscore Pod. Um, and reviews, as always, thank you so much for everyone who gets on there. It leaves a, re- a review. It helps us get up the charts. It helps new people find us, which they are every week, which is great. How about this review from BC Luli? It's only four stars, but we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. It says, love it. Great news, views, and interviews. Nice, relaxed style. Could maybe do more preparation and less swearing. Keep them coming. Thoughts on that? I refuse to start doing preparation for this podcast. I'm not doing any fucking preparation. Well, we're, we're relaxed. <laughs> we're relaxed, as he says, which means we do bad prep and we probably swear a lot. So, you know, you can't have it both ways. The upsetting thing is I actually do a lot of preparation for this podcast <laughs> and it yeah, comes so across I. like I don't do any <laughs> preparation. Yeah. The time you put into the quizzes versus the number of errors is a real issue. 
That is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as we say, thanks a lot. Please get onto um, iTunes, leave us a review, and we'll read it out on the pod. And um, also, if you've got a longer view, we're going to start reading out um, a little bit of correspondence from the fans on email. If you're not on the social medias, uh, you can send us an email at thethistlerugby at gmail.com. And we'll have a look through those and talk about some of the issues of the week. So please do get in touch. We love hearing from you. Right, so we're going to have a quick canter through the news. Some really significant news for Scottish rugby this week. So some great stuff to talk about there. Um, And then three Thistley issues. Issue number one, are Edinburgh better than Glasgow? Issue number two, will the Super 6 work? And issue number three, can Edinburgh beat Munster? So... A lot of real punchy titles there. A lot of punchy titles. <laughs> Trying to keep people listening to the end of the pods, you know. Um, so why don't we get straight into the news. And I think the biggest bit of news this week, outside of the Super 6, which we'll come on to later, is the new TV deal. It's been talked about uh, and speculated about earlier on in the year. But Pro 14 is now officially a premier sports product. They are going to be um, offering live coverage of every single game which um, is good for about £99 a season. Um, here is what Scottish, uh, the Chief Operating Officer of the SRU had to say. We're absolutely delighted today to be announcing the Premier Sports, becoming the, the key broadcast partner for the Guinness Pro 14. Um, it means that every single game will be broadcast live. That's 152 games live in HD. And there will be a one-stop shop for supporters to come and watch every, every Glasgow and every Edinburgh every rugby match this season and for the three seasons ahead. Can't believe we're getting HD, lads. 2018, it's arrived. Can't wait. My TV is HD ready, <laughs> and I'm ready to watch oh. HD rugby. I am so ready for HD. <laughs> and they're all going to be in HD. That's the best all part. Of Cheetahs mean, versus the Kings in HD. Can glori- you even? Glorious HD. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that was a weird sort of selling point. You know, it's, surely HD has been around for long enough that it's not a sort of unique point. I think you just panic slightly. Yeah. Auto cue went down and he was like, oh my God, what am I going to do here? Possibly, but I think moving on to the more substantive point, there's been an awful lot of um, disgruntled fans saying that, you know, it's coming off free to wear. There's an awful lot of love for BBC Alba out there. Alan, coming to you, what effect do you think this will have on the game? I think there will be a lot less people watching the games and that's just ultimately a fact that when you put, when you put it free to air, there is just a lot more sort of people who wouldn't be willing to pay who will just watch it because it's there and maybe are more likely to get into rugby based off that fact however as we sort of talked about before is they need money Mm. English rugby's just signed a massive new deal top 14 have just signed a massive new deal and whilst you obviously love to keep rugby on free to air the BBC S4C just weren't willing to pay enough I haven't really paid much attention to this, so I might <laughs> have to leave the guys in the studio. Okay. No, I, th- I think it, I think it's it's just I suppose that Premier Sports to me doesn't have much of a cachet as a brand, and that might put a few people off. But the price seems reasonable. I think the price is reasonable if the only thing you want to pay for sports-wise is Pro 14 rugby. Yeah, for people who may say have an interest in a wider range of sports and therefore have to pay for sky on top of this it's just annoying that something that you used to get for included you now have to pay an extra 10 pounds for but you're right for people who have free to air and 
only want to watch pay for Pro 14 rugby. I think it's an absolutely great deal. I, I think it's great. I mean, per- speaking personally, I'm quite, I don't have Sky or anything like that. And, you know, 100 quid to have something on a tablet, my my iPhone or whatever it is yeah. that I can watch. I've got no idea what that product's going to be like. But I think, you know, there's a little bit more money for the clubs. Like Sky, the, the, the billing that these games were getting on Sky was pretty poor. Yes. Um, yeah. And the coverage on Alba is, is pretty good, but it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I think, you know, at least now, I think, again, sort of looking at 2018, sort of, is this a professional league? Every game is going to be available. Every game's going to have a TMO. Every game's going to have a TMO, for Christ's sake. Like, this is, a, like, I actually think it's a big <laughs> it's move forward. pretty shocking it didn't have yeah, one I know. before. <laughs> didn't, exactly. know, didn't know that. But, but do you remember, we've been doing the pod for long enough now, when we remember those games, which were just like, there aren't any highlights. These games are not yeah, on no, TV. Yeah, of course. Yeah, particularly sort of Italian matches. As a fan, it's really difficult. What, one thing, do, I thought Air Sports still own the rights to the Irish matches. Does that just mean all Irish derbies? No, 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 no. So... Premier Sports have the rights in Scotland, England, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Yeah. But in Ireland, Air Sports have the rights to all games. So if Leinster right. playing Glasgow at the RDS... It will be on both Air Sport and Premier Sports. Oh, I see. It won't just Very be on good. Air Sports. They have it regionally not split by games. Okay. I think the idea is, the worry is that Premier Sports is relatively small. And I guess the, ba- the point to counteract that is, you said... For Premier Sports, Pro 14 is going to be the biggest property. Yep. So the hope is that if they're using this as a flagship competition to really sort of boost subscriber numbers, they're going to put on a good show and they're going to invest a lot of money in it. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm open to it. I'm, I'm open to it. Hopefully, they'll, they'll do a decent job. And I think it is worth mentioning there is also one free game per round. On a sort mm. of on, it's called Free Sports, I think. Yeah, yeah. They've, got a, they've got a free channel. They have a free channel, and there's going to be one game per round, free to wear. So there is a little bit of a free to wear element um, as well. So you know, t- make of that what you will. I'm sure Premier Sports are listening, and if you want three young bucks to present your absolutely this your highlight- coverage of the any of the Scottish games, then well, it's a, we- a weekly highlight show as well. So I think let's put our best foot forward on this pod, pod lads. Probably wouldn't prove that they're investing a lot of money in their product if they hire <laughs> a few young bucks to fly over on a Friday. <laughs> we're extremely expensive as well. That's yeah. the thing. So, <laughs> we're deluxe. Fine. Uh, well, we're, I'm sure there will be plenty more chat about that, but I think um, we're willing to give the benefit of the doubt on that deal at the moment. Although my dad was kicking off about it on Twitter, so he's not happy. <laughs> Says it was an accountant's decision. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dad. Um, second point, Sam Hidalgo Klein confirmed off to Scarlet's. What do you think of that move? Well, I'm to the Grand Cru gossip, mate. Mate, I know, I know. I was told that he was going to Bristol in the end. Mm. Got it wrong. It's sort of fed so People know that we're big now, and they're just, you know, agents are using us, f- friends of players are using us. That is true. Um... I think it's a shame. I think that we'll come on to talk about it. But in the 1872, the weekend, he was, uh, I thought George Horne played as well, played well as well, but he was the best scrum half on the pitch. And the drop-off when Nathan Fowles came on was absolutely unbelievable. And I think that Scottish Rugby, I don't know about the demands he was making, but could have done a bit more to to keep him. And I think Scarlett's have got a really class player. He's on pretty good form. Well, it was interesting. There was something in the, in the Sunday Times of the weekend that, the SRU had sort of come back to the table. There were some talks to sort of a bit of a cut price deal, which he looked like he was taking. But, you know, maybe he needs to get out of Edinburgh. He stagnated a little bit. Scarlet's as a club on the up. My biggest concern is that he's going to be behind 
second fiddle, you would think, to Gareth uh, Davis down there. Really quality Welsh player. Um, but, yeah, I think I think he can probably benefit from getting away. My bigger concern is, do Edinburgh fill that gap? Or do they go ahead with Charlie Shio, um, Nathan Fowles, and Sean Kennedy for next year? Which would be, I think, their weakest position in the squad by a long, long way. I mean, they can. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they, okay. just, they yeah. just straight up can. Like, Sean Kennedy is fine. I, I, I keep wanting Nathan Fowles to play well. And he just... It's not going to happen. It's just not happening he's, for him. He's and just I, got a couple of moments every game which are just bonkers. I just he's trying like so hard. Confidence is absolutely short. You can see him on the <laughs> He's trying so hard and he just keeps like either getting hit in the head or <laughs> throwing it I behind. Just, I just don't think he's got the quality either, even yeah. if he was playing at his best level. And I think I, you could say the same about all those guys. Charlie, Charlie Sheila, I'm sure, has a lot of potential. Yeah. Candy playing at his very best is... You know, no more than a slightly above average player. Yeah. So hopefully they can get someone in. Yeah, absolutely. We'll keep an eye on that. And any rumors you have, please slide into our DMs or send us an email. Um, how about this? Um, Dan McFarlane, Scotland forwards coach, has been confirmed as Ulster's head coach as of January 2019. Um, so he's sticking around until the end of the year. Carl Hogg has is coming in on an interim basis to fill that role. I think they're going to do a joint role on the summer tour and probably through the autumn. What do you guys think of that? It seems to be a big loss. He's made a massive impact on the Scotland forwards. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the players are massive fans of uh, McFarlane and even some of the um, pundits have come out and been have just said how much of a loss it is for Scottish rugby to lose someone like that. And it just it's a bit weird for Ulster why they've decided to go for someone who's going to join them halfway through their season. I, I imagine if I was an if if the shoe was another foot and we were getting an Irish assistant coach to sort of Edinburgh Glasgow and he was going to turn up halfway through the season post a pretty poor season, I think we'd all be pretty pissed off about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's always hard to tell from the outside how much difference an assistant coach makes, but he does seem really highly regarded. Yeah, and I, I think on the other side of the coin, Carl Hogg has sort of always been part of the furniture in Worcester, yeah. Worcester. and considering they've sort of changed their head coach director, Robbie, whatever, quite a bit, the fact that he stayed there, yeah, know, clearly he's held in quite high regard, and it's good good to have. A, a Scottish coach coming in, young Scottish coach coming in as well. Moving on to a couple of announcements from Glasgow in the last couple of weeks. This was a while ago. Ryan Wilson has re-signed. We have our issues with him. Two-year contract. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yes, he's a good club player. He'll be very good for Glasgow. I don't think he's the back row they need, but he's the back row we have. Very <laughs> succinct. Matt, anything to add? Can't add much more. I mean, he's clearly popular and he's quite an important player as a or quite important leader there. Yeah, and he, you know, so yeah. fair enough. It may, I think it makes sense. We yeah. are on the record with our thoughts on Ryan Wilson. I know, and the the exact player class we need is Matter. Yeah, but he just plays bloody Edinburgh. <laughs> like Matter was the standout back row, definitely at the yeah. weekend, and played Wilson off the park easily. And yeah, he's, he, he's amazing. That goal for, for ball, those big hits. Just getting someone like that into the Glasgow back row would just make such a difference. But yeah. Agreed. Good, good and um, Hooker, Pat MacArthur, is retiring at the end of the year. Something like 165 or there thereabouts Glasgow Caps. Feels like he's been reserve Hooker for 11 years. <laughs> I think it's only him, Harley and Kellogg. Kellogg. I think they're the, the top three. Caps. Um, yeah, I always thought that 
he never really got a fair shot at Scotland, particularly when he was sort of in 25, 26. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like Scotland just, I think it was when Scott Johnson was coach, actually, just would pick any hooker apart from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. His timing's always been, a, it's just been a little bit off as well because he was kind of second string to Dougie Hall. And just as Dougie Hall was retiring, that's when Fraser Brown really kicked on. Yeah, yeah, and so absolutely. so that kind of moment to go on and be first choice, hooker kind of just went away. And then you've, yeah. you've got a few young guys. You, I mean, you've also got Brown, Turner, Grant Stewart, and James Malcolm behind. So, you know, it kind of makes sense from a squad perspective. Although, yeah. really weirdly, I just remembered, there was that piece uh, on BBC a couple of days ago about the Cheetahs hooker that yeah. Glasgow tried to get. Yeah. yeah. He's gone to Bayon. Bayon, yeah. In Pro D2. And supposedly for the same amount of money. Yeah. So, obviously, they're, they're looking for an additional hooker. Mm. But... Um, Interesting. It doesn't feel like a position that they need to be spending cash on. Absolutely not. Well, we will keep an eye on that. One final little bit of news, the little nugget of gossip which we have picked up, is about Edinburgh's little mini Murrayfield plans for next year. And it looks like it may be not going to be ready in time for next season. They might be playing in the big stadium again next year. The floodplain won't be available. The floodplain's not going to be available. <laughs> Mate, the environmental the environmental have gone in and be like, are you mad? Environmental lobby's kicked off. This is next so to the railway line. Are you mental? It looks like, <laughs> looks like they, might be, they might be playing in the, big, in the big stadium again next year, which, well. Back to Murrayfield. Uh, Back so to Murrayfield. And we're making so many forward steps. Come on. It does feel like a backward step. You know, there's a bit of momentum, and having that sort of what was eight to ten thousand seater stadium, even if it uh. was temporary, just felt like a much better proposition. Yeah, than going back into absolutely the big old cauldron. Well, we will see how that progresses, but that is what we're hearing at the moment. So come on, Edinburgh, do something different. Um, right, should we get into Thistle issue number one? And it is a big one. It is punchy. It's the second time that we have addressed this question on um, the Thistle. Scottish Rugby Podcast. Are Edinburgh Rugby better than Glasgow Warriors? Matt, I'm coming to you first. Go. So the evidence for, they just won the 1872 Cup. Yep. And I think from the point that they started at this season to to have achieved what they have compared to Glasgow, who, I mean, still, you know, have won the the league in the in the regular season. Can't take that away from them. But I would say that you, you would say that Edinburgh are a better team. Possibly, although they've both won the same amount of games. Most amount of games in the Pro 14. Yeah, it's just Each Edinburgh hate getting bonus points. Yeah, yeah, they've scraped over a few. <laughs> I mean, it's truly remarkable that we've come to end the season and Edinburgh, who are in a, in a league with Leinster, Scarlets and Ulster, have finished two points behind Leinster and Scarlets. Imagine if, they, if they'd beaten Treviso. Uh, yeah, they yeah, would have won that what, league. Yeah, I know. How ridiculous is that? I know, it's amazing. It is amazing, but... Let's go specifically to the match at the weekend, 1872. Edinburgh coming up 24-19. Victors, I didn't see it. I was on a stag do at the weekend, so haven't seen anything but the highlights. Matt, why don't you take us through the sort of key moments from that? I mean, I think the most amazing thing was we were probably all anticipating a really dour, you know, mistake ridden game like a classic 80s yeah i mean so look at the two ones from earlier from on every in the year pretty much it's yeah. always been pretty rubbish but it was a really high quality match i thought all, all the tries pretty much apart from jordan lay's little trond over the line were were really well crafted the the match had <laughs> that intensity that has probably been lacking in a few of the matches that before and then had the execution as well which has definitely been lacking 
and it just felt like the crowd were really getting behind the particularly the Edinburgh team. And yeah, it was just I think if you were a neutral, you'd be watching that and thinking, well, it's two pretty good teams here. What do you think was the the difference in the end? Um, I think that Edinburgh probably have a bit more motivation. That sort of they are the underdogs. Yeah, and I think they just have they do have like a, a slightly grittier team. Yes. And when the game is tight and they're denying Glasgow that quick ball, which I think they did a pretty good job of, then I think the f- the strength of their front five and the back row as well, who I thought particularly, as we talked about, Bill Matt, and I thought Jamie Ritchie was excellent as well. Yeah. Just really sort of dogged, determined. I think that was the difference. Um, I thought I, that Edinburgh back row completely played the Glasgow back yeah. row off the park. And not that Glasgow are soft, but I just think that when... We talked about it before, it's kind of the same with Scotland. If that plan A doesn't work, yeah. then there's not much else to fall back on. Yeah. is um, I tell you, I generally think it's been like my standout player of the season for Scotland and Edinburgh. Go on then. Simon Bergen. He yeah. <laughs> is so good with the ball. That is such a good show. And across international and club games... When you compare his work around the park with even people like Xander Ferguson and Jamie Batty, I feel like he does, when he gets the ball in hand, he always makes go for a ball and he's so aggressive in the mm. tackle. I think mm. he's 100% starts for Scotland in these summer tours. Yeah, I think he's, he's one that you definitely put in the, that sort of like bracket of players who have been made under Cockers or found a new lease of life under Cockers. And yeah. you look at that, that pack, Rambo, Bergen, Toulouse Gilchrist has come on absolute leaps and bounds. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Under I think w- I mean we we talked about Stuart McAnally in Six Nations. But once again, he was absolutely incredible. Like yeah. Sixteen carries, so dynamic. Every single time he carried, he's he's got good footwork and he's sort of running. He's physical, obviously, but he's running more at gaps than people. Um, always getting over the gain line, and that just sort of set the tone. So if, if Edinburgh have gone forward absolute leaps and bounds, let's have a look at Glasgow. There's some chatter on Twitter, people p- suggesting that Dave Rennie's taking this squad backwards as opposed to forwards. What's your guys' take on that? I I think he's done well with what he was given and the timings that he, that he had. Okay. You've got to remember, he came in quite late into preseason. Remember, he was yeah, having he did, those yeah. sessions with like Kenny Murray yeah. while he was still coaching the Chiefs. And I think he's <laughs> he's done pretty well. He obviously had a really good start to the season. I think it sort of tailed off a little bit. And I think with the fact that they're in the semi-finals, they've got a home tie. It's still going to be seen as a massive success when you compare it to last year. And give Dave Ray- Dave Rennie a full pre-season with that team. I think next year they're going to be challenging on both European and domestic fronts. Mm. Yeah, I I agree, and I I think that there maybe has been a bit of a backward step. But when you are embedding in new systems and a different way of playing and a different mindset, then that's potentially going to happen. And if, if, if Rennie is thinking about it as a long-term project, then he's probably not so fussed. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you can say, look, we played at like 60%, 70% tops yeah. in the season, but we're still you know, having a home playoff, which you'd back them to win, then it's still pretty successful. Yeah. I, it's all about expectations, isn't it? That yeah. Coming off different bases from, from Edinburgh and Glasgow. It, do, it does feel that there are some youngsters coming through in that Glasgow team who are going to add a hell of a lot next year. I mean, I think you look at the way George Horn's come on this year. I mean, Matt Ferguson's only 19 years old, for Christ's sake, and he's already starting 
at six in like these these games. Like there is players within that squad who've been blooded this year under Rennie, and you think that's only going to be a massive plus for them as we as we come into next season. Absolutely, and I think it's a step back. When people talk about a step back, it's a step back on how well Glasgow played at the start of the season. Got to remember last year we came sixth and we're about thirty points behind Munster mm. yeah. at the end of the year. I'd say we're right now playing pr- relatively similar to how we were last year, and it's actually the start of the season that was so far ahead of expectations that it's now making n- what's happening now um, look so bad. But look, I think I think you're right. I think it felt at the end of that game that Edinburgh weren't going to lose that game. Yeah. Which is, again, what we've talked about this whole year of bringing in that mentality where last year, just how many games that Edinburgh lost in that last 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. And coming to this year and how many games they've either won by seven points and held off for that 10, 20 minutes. Mm. I think that has been the biggest shift for that Edinburgh team this year. Absolutely. Um, and we will come on to talk more about Edinburgh and Thistle issue number three when we ask, can Edinburgh beat Munster in their qualifier round for the semi-finals of the Pro 14. But before that, issue number two will... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Will the Super 6 work? Now, this is off the back of this morning's announcement by the SRU that Air, Stirling County, Melrose, Watsonians, Heriots, and Boroughmuir are the six chosen franchises to form the semi-pro Super 6 from the 2019 season. Massive upheaval, and it has had a mixed review from some of the fans that we have seen on Twitter. Lads, what is your initial take on it, Matt? I was Today, I was so excited by this announcement. I was like checking Twitter the whole time. I, yeah, I think that there's obviously a lot of criticisms, but I still look at that, and I think it's it, a pretty good mix. I think that... Obviously, you've got the West Coast with, with Air. Melrose were always probably going to be the Borders team. I think Hoyk were the only other team that put in a bid. Gala did. And, oh, Gala as well. But it sounded as if Hoyk actually, during the process, yeah. kind of took themselves out of the running. Um, I've got no bones about that. Um, Stirling County is an interesting one. I think it's got you know some, some links to the north um, and pretty good facilities, pretty good combination with Stirling Uni. I think the Edinburgh one sort of Barmuir came out of left field a bit. Yeah, and that's a really interesting one. But I think that I think looking at Barmuir's bid and looking at the website, they're building it around this like community feel, and that's the fact that they have a big um, set of pitches from different yeah. sports. Do you know who else is in that community? Watsonians. Uh, 
about point two. Well, no, no, I, <laughs> no. I mean, within the actual physical boundaries yeah. of Boromir's um, pitch, which I think is owned by local council. Yeah. But there's different sports going on there, and you've arguably got some sort of like officey or kind of facilities that you can rent out, so that gives you another revenue stream. Yeah. I think. I think. The the major issue is the fact that there isn't a Glasgow team, yeah, within the city, and that there is nothing north of Stirling County. So you've got a big old area to cover. Yeah, I think you can look. look I feel like you can look at it through two lenses, and one is we have twelve teams applying. The one thing one thing we've said must happen is one team has to come from West Caledonia Eastern Borders, and outside of the, outside of that framework, we're going to give it to the six best bids. Yeah, and you know we've heard that the Dundee bid wasn't amazing. We've heard the Glasgow bid w- was relatively poor, and we know Curry have got their issues with essentially their pitch being quite rubbish. Yeah, and if you look at it through that lens, then it kind of feels like maybe and obviously Aki's have also <laughs> their changing rooms and clubhouse are essentially a temporary. Yeah, they don't exist yet. Ports don't exist. So when you look at it through that lens, it kind of feels like, well, actually, maybe these six clubs were the best candidates on paper for um, for the Super Six. Through another lens of growing the game and trying to build this kind of commercial entity, it feels like, A, missing out the city that has the best pro team and is by far the biggest city in Scotland feels like a long-term mistake. And also not trying to get something north of Sterling. And the funniest thing was people on Twitter saying, what about Aberdeen? Well, there was no bid. There was no <laughs> bid. I think the thing about Edinburgh is it attracted quite a lot of ire. A lot of people seeing it as like sort of classic Edinburgh old boys in blazers stitch up. Um, I mean, it does seem to me that how do you build a commercial entity in Edinburgh who cannot, they can get 5,000 people in to see Edinburgh rugby. You yes. then go three franchises, two of which are within literally like 500 600 meters of one another how are you going to build like proper fan bases for those three um franchises i think is an issue yeah i think i think the glasgow point is an issue as well but again we heard the hawks bid was pretty crap and you shouldn't give it the sru should not invest in something that is not going to be useful but you know they also just don't have a big there isn't a big glasgow club i mean hawks are pretty big and they are kind of what they're an amalgamation of smaller clubs in order to create what is essentially yeah a I suppose that's club. true yeah um, and I guess when you look back to like 2007 people were chatting about disbanding the Warriors because they weren't yeah big they weren't they were getting smaller crowds and borders at certain points mm. and it feels like they made that investment they knew the size of the potential commercial Catchment, opportunity yeah. and whilst maybe the Hawks bid wasn't too good it felt like the SOU might just try and underwrite it and get it get it over the line. That but would be my point. That it just seems like that is the major opportunity missed. Yeah. For developing the game in a, in a city where you've got no right for rugby to be popular. Yeah, that's true. It's done really, really well. And you you look at the crowds that Glasgow get, like selling out Scots and having to put up temporary seating just to to accommodate the people. It yeah that that is my major ripe with it but at the same time it seems as if there was a bit of chat that they were going to make it into eight teams i'm glad they haven't been tempted to go down that route because i'm sure they could have yes there would have been two more bids where you could say oh yeah you could make 
you know arguments yeah. for having them i think the issue with eight is it just it spreads the quality of the player far too thin i think and the investment from the sou doesn't back good enough squads for people to really i think to, to merit eight teams mm. it'll be interesting to see and this is lots of caveats should it take off and it prove within this six group successful that when the franchises come up again in um three or four years time whether they then look at moving it up to an a i imagine that's certainly what the sru are hoping will happen is that clubs will keep themselves and they will develop themselves on a four or five year plan to make themselves ready to bid for that next level yeah i think so which is it's quite difficult i suppose i think one of the interesting things you, you see is um that each club seems to have sort of attached itself to either another smaller club or yep. an educational institution i think that's a really good thing that you know the universities in particular in scotland tend to have really good facilities so um I'm trying to think, like yeah. Her- Harriet's going on board with Edinburgh College, you know, using their facilities. Mount I think Rosen it's only a good Harriet thing. Watt. And there, I think there is a big, there's a big sort of block of talent at those universities and colleges that I think often go missing slightly. And I think you, you know, there's guys there that could definitely cut it yeah, at semi pro, you know, pr- prem one level at least. So I think it's also. A I think that's good to good to yeah, see. I think that, that university is a really interesting catchment that Scottish rugby's not really been able to get at yet. Yeah. You think you've got these guys eighteen to twenty two years old, sort of in the prime of their lives, and if they have an opportunity, they've got the time to focus on the physicality and their rugby in a good environment. You think yeah, that's definitely. another massive block of um players and something that has been successful in England with you know look at Gloucester with Hartbury College and Loughborough yep. I've got Loughborough yep. students in National One and it's a it's a way of keeping good players going yeah which I um, suppose isn't isn't the aim of the whole thing but but it's potentially it's not, but a, a kind of indirect I, I think I think the white the wider point of it is to keep more people playing and offer more links to yeah professional rugby mm. and I think that's that's definitely got to be seen as a benefit okay so one word answers will the super six work Alan potentially Matt Yes. Oh, very positive. That is. Love that. Well, we will keep an eye. I just want to be positive. I'm actually not sure if it will, but <laughs> I, want it, I want it to work. Let's keep an eye on that. Right. Um, we'll come back to the Super 6 in weeks to come, I am sure. Quiz? Quiz. Yes, Alan. please. Ooh. Let's do it. Right. Let's do this. You good to go? Yeah, I'm good to go. Right. Attend minutes played in the Pro 14 this year. Who, what three players for Glasgow have played the most minutes? The most minutes in the Pro 14 this year. That's a good question. And for the person who came top, how many minutes did they play? Oh my god! Uh, he's played lots of rugby and not been injured, <laughs> um, and not been on Scotland duty. I know. Like <laughs> you just got to think: who are those people that fulfil that bracket? Um, I think okay. I, I think I've got that. You got them. Okay, move three on. Glasgow, and then the top three at Edinburgh this oh, year. I don't have that. Oh god. Uh, Two, I think, are pretty. You should get one. That I thought was a bit rogue, and yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see coming. Mm. 
let you have a little stew on that one. That yeah, one. I'm having a think about that. Interesting little fact. Do you want the thinking? minutes as well for the top one? I get, yeah, give us the minutes for the top one. Then. <laughs> I can't even think what that would be. <laughs> I know. I, w- I will tell you that the right. top one for Glasgow started 16 games and was a sub in two. So and the top one for Edinburgh started 17 games and was a sub in none. Now, if these are wrong, blame Pro 14 stats, okay, okay. not me. Always. Um, I'm not even sure if they've been updated this weekend. <laughs> 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 um, okay. So, interesting. I've fact. got a couple for each. I'll think of a third on the way. Post this weekend, Edinburgh now have a av- higher average attendance this season in Glasgow. What? S- they got oh, because s- they, do they bank all of the, the games so at Murrayfield? Yeah, they banked just over 25,000 <laughs> this weekend. Lovely. So their average is 7.6 thousand and Glasgow literally have h- highest attendance 7,351, lowest attendance 7,351. You've got to get the median in there. <laughs> but if Edinburgh and Glasgow were in the Scottish Premiership, what ranking would their average attendance be? As in the football premiership. Oh. <laughs> that's like the top. <laughs> I was like, the that's football. Oh, football that's quite good. So you're looking at seven and a half thousand. What would their ranking be in the Scottish premiership? Okay. I've got something for that. And got, the last I've got two question, numbers. The last question is, in the Pro 14's history, two Scotland players have won top try scorers. Who are those two players? Two Scotland players. Two Scotland players in the history of... Oh, Scot- Scotland players. As in, wait, are Scottish? Are Scottish, have both got caps both for Scotland. Both got caps for Scotland. Have won top try scorers uh, in the Pro 14. Got one of them. I think I've got one as well. I mean, one has won it four times. Yeah, I think, <laughs> so I I think, think I've got that one. Uh, okay. Not sure about that one. I've got a definite one. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a go. What three Glasgow players have the most minutes this season based off Pro 14 stats at 4 p.m. today? <laughs> I'm going to go Rui Jackson. Yes. Is he Rui number one? Jackson is one, and he is number one. You bastard. I had, him as, my Jackson. No- I had him as my number three. That's fine. There's oh, no yeah, ranking. There's no ranking. Oh, there's no ranking. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Oh, I had Jacko. That's fair. Sam, Sam Johnson. Sam Johnson was not 824 minutes, coming about 7th or 8th. Aye, 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 Matt aye. Smith? Matt Smith, no. Was he not? No, no. I was really confident about that one. And Rob Harley? Came 4th. Oh. 1,066 <laughs> minutes. Well, that's all my guesses from Glasgow. So George Horn? One. George Horn, no. What? No. 778 minutes this season. Number 1, Jackal, 1,237. Oh, wait, what did you guys put? 1,120. 1,200. Point goes to Matt. Christ. <laughs> Second, Scott Cummings. Really? 1,137. Ah. And third, Nick Grigg. 1,125. Wow. Ah. Fair play. So that was your top Good three. question. Very good question. Flip, reverse it. Edinburgh. Who are your top three? Blair Kinghorn. Blair Kinghorn is number two. I've got Kinghorn as well. 1,125. Uh, Fraser McKenzie? No. Uh. Chris Dean? 
Uh, no, oh, close, but no cigar. 941 ah. minutes. Cornell Dupree. No, but he's all right as well. 908 minutes. Ugh. I've put Jamie Ritchie, but then I remembered he hurt his leg, so I don't think he's nah, there. He's not there. He's miles away. I, that's tough. I don't know. So third was Grant Gilchrist. Really? On oh. 1,074 minutes. The top one doesn't feel right. <laughs> and I was going to check it, but then I had an email that I had to respond to, so I didn't have That's time. Fa- that is fair enough. Dougie Fife with 17 starts and 1,292 no, he minutes. he played a lot. Really? And he's the top in the whole of, in both Edinburgh and Glasgow. Wow, fair play. Has he played that much? Coming from a, I mean, he played at the weekend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he played against Munster when he scored, set up that quite nice try. That's all I can really remember him. I think, he, I mean, he must have done. We've been talking about the resurgence of Dougie Five yeah. most of the year. It's been yeah, a narrative yeah. for the year because he was from not having a contract. He was basically told he wasn't going to have a contract. But yeah, there you go. Right, if Edinburgh and Glasgow were in the Scottish <laughs> football Premiership, just so we'd be precise. Yeah. What position would they sit? On average attendance, Glasgow fourth, Edinburgh fifth. I've gone eighth and ninth. They would sit sixth and seventh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So Hearts, Hearts get eighteen thousand. About Hearts yeah. and Hibs average eighteen thousand. Yeah, fair play. Why eighteen thousand people going to watch them? They're both so bad. Nah, mate. Hibs and Hibs are class this season. No, I don't. They're like okay. Them, um, and then Aberdeen get fifteen and a half thousand, and there's a drop to Motherwell who get five and a half. Yeah, so there you go. well there you go. They in slip right in there. Motherwell rules. Find out Hamilton Aki Stadium's called the Super Seal Stadium. I like that. I like it as well. I like. It's that like thing. a type of oil or something. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Pretty cool. Right, last um, question. And last question: Who are the two Scottish players who have won the Pro Fourteen top try scorer? Really enjoying the fact that Dave's not got any like <laughs> piece of paper. No, <laughs> uh, Visser. Yeah, Visser's won yeah, it four I, times. Yeah, I had that written down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Visser's won it four times. What are your thoughts on the, the second I always one? forget about Tim Visser for some reason. I, he was a, he was an answer in so a quiz a couple of weeks ago as well. Visser won it 10-11, 11-12, 11-12 and twelve thirteen. The other guy won it oh eight oh nine, and played for Glasgow. Played for Glasgow. I don't know. I've got Seymour by doing this right. I had Seymour written down as well. Give us a clue. Here's another clue. He likes to dance. Max Evans. Tom Evans. Tom Tom Evans. Evans. Tom Evans. (laughs) 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 Technically, you were right with the clue. (laughs) Yeah. It was Max Evans, strictly. No, no, Max Evans was on the Dancing on Ice. Oh, sorry. Strictly. Sorry. Sorry. Let's not split hairs on that. Tom Evans. Oh. I didn't keep up, but I think I Matt think Matt won. won. It was l- it was fairly low scoring across yeah. the board, yeah. but yeah. I, th- yeah. I do think Matt won. Yeah, it was interesting. Some of the stats: more of Edinburgh Scotland players have had they've had way more game time than Glasgow Scotland. I was really players. surprised that Gilchrist yeah. had so many minutes. Yeah, yeah, low. A lot of the top Edinburgh players seem to have played a lot of game time, whereas mm. most of the Glasgow players were looking at sort of seven, eight, nine caps, which I guess. Sh- maybe she shows the, the resurgence of Edinburgh throughout this year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, thanks for that, Alan. And I'm looking forward to the end of season quiz. There's going to be lots of good stats-based questions there. Slash Lord of the Rings theme. Slash Lord of the Rings <laughs> theme. <laughs>
That, you have been talking about the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings so or rugby, Scottish so rugby quiz. So look forward to that. Question one of 33. <laughs> <laughs> so Marillion. Anyway, move on. Right. <laughs> Issue number three, looking ahead to Edinburgh's playoff match against Munster. Matt, can Edinburgh beat Munster at Tormund Park? I mean, they've got absolutely nothing to lose. On a good streak... I think the way they're playing this season, compared to when, you know, even if they had they had good Heineken Cup runs, that was when they were playing a pretty open style of rugby. And nowadays they are a, a lot stronger in the pack. So that should stand them in pretty good stead going over to Tillman Park. I still think that, you know, Munster are miles ahead in terms of winning mentality of big matches and they are at home. So they're going to be pretty hard pushed to win. So I, I don't think they can. Yeah, I guess... Obviously, Munster out of the Champions Cup rested their most of their team this week. I just whether that's going to deflate them or whether that's just going to motivate them to absolutely smash Edinburgh now that they've do, uh, their only focus is the Pro 14. I can see a very valiant loss, maybe sort of getting 10 to 14 points back and then never really being able to claw back that points difference. But look, I think they'll give it a good shot. Would a valiant loss still represent a really, really positive season for Edinburgh? Oh, yeah, definitely. I still think they'll be kicking themselves about that loss to Cardiff yeah, in, the ch- in the Challenge Cup because I think they definitely would have beaten Poe. And then, you yes. know, you've got a, whoever you're facing the final there, you know, Gloucester, I think, is going to be. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Gloucester have been pretty shaky this season, I think. So yeah. apart from that, it's, definitely. I guess I'm trying to think. It almost feels like Edinburgh are better equipped to take on Munster than Glasgow are, though. I think mm. so. It feels like that Edinburgh pack are going to be better equipped to deal with your Omanis and your standards. Um, and, but yeah, they probably won't win. <laughs> Con- Connor Murray is the major yeah. difference, yeah. I think. Um, I think if we end up falling into that, into their game plan, end up, they just base themselves in the Edinburgh half and they just grind and grind and grind. It could be a real sort of long night for Edinburgh. But as I said, nothing to lose at Tolman Park. I think this team has it in them. So do I. Um, Really looking forward to it. What, three o'clock this Saturday? Yeah, I think so. Three o'clock on Saturday. What an absolute belter. So let's end on that with some predictions. Matt, what do you reckon? I think Edinburgh will lose by... 10. Alan? Edinburgh will lose by 8. <laughs> I also think Edinburgh will lose, but I think it will be I'm a little bit closer. So I'm Five also points. going to be at the Prem 1, Prem 2 playoff on Saturday. Glasgow Hawks against Jed at Last Wade. So if you're where at Last Wade and you see a, a weird looking bloke with a beard and glasses, <laughs> where I say hello. <laughs> I have my dog as well, Springer Spaniel. Uh, I think Glasgow Hawks will beat them, which would be a bit of a shame, but I mean, Jed would get absolutely killed in Prem 1. So. Yeah. Um, we should be good. Very quickly, well done to Melrose. Double. Double, yep. Beats, t- killed Sterling County. I watched a bit of the game. Yeah. It was hardly a contest. Um, Matt Wally was just like, oh, what am I doing here? <laughs> 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 he got burned by Ross McCann, had to go off. <laughs> Ross McCann proceeded to score four tries. Yeah, pretty good. 
Right. Well done, wrap up. Right. Thanks a lot for joining us again, guys. Um, please follow us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. Why not send us an email, thistlerugby at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Just tell us what you're up to. Yeah, let us know what you're up to. We I are quite bored. To be we're bored at work. We want more. <laughs> we want more distractions while we're at work. And please, please, please get on iTunes, leave us a review, and we will read that out on the pod. We will see you next week, guys. Cheers. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.